This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Are you still excited? You didn't go to sleep, feeding, you didn't go to sleep, feeding Pastor Dave and me, did you? I know it was a it was a hot day out there, but you came in to be refreshed, didn't you? Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to rain down on you. And Jesus also said the Holy Spirit's in you. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water so you can be refreshed from the inside out, the outside in by the corporate anointing. And the Word of God absolutely will change your world tonight. Amen. How many are ready to take some good notes? Look in the Bible. And then Jesus said, be doers of the Word, not hearers only. Amen. Deceiving your own selves. Well, tonight's title is How to Reach into Heaven and Get What You Need. How to reach into heaven and get what you need. Uh, you know, as we was worshiping God, the Lord, the Lord spoke something to me. I want, I want to give this to you. And then this direction we're heading tonight. Faith sees in the Word what we can have. How many know that? The Bible tells you everything that God's done for you. Everything that God wants you to have as a believer on earth. And Jesus even said it this way in the Lord's Prayer. He said, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Where do we live? In earth. Where we go on Sunday. But Jesus said we could have heaven on earth now. And so, uh, I, I was, as, I, as we were worshiping, I was listening to him speak that to my heart about we see what, what we could have and then we reach into heaven and pull it out with God's word. I got to thinking, that's how I got my wife. Amen. How many know that God's the one that knows where your mate is? You reach into heaven, God will connect you and your mate together, who He has for you. But you got to be able to reach into the realm of the Spirit where God is and pull out what you need. How many know that all healing comes from God? you got to be able to reach into heaven with your faith and pull healing out into this natural world we live in. Financial provision. Deliverance for yourself for loved ones. It all comes from God. But we got to know how to reach in with our faith and to pull it out. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight, how to, how to take God's Word and reach in and pull out what belongs to us. And then also I want to say this. You always got to remember this. The Bible tells you the general will of God for every person on the earth. Number one, the Bible teaches it's God's will for everybody to be saved. So the will of God is for nobody to leave this earth and go to hell but to be saved. That's in the Word of God. You don't have to pray about that. You don't have to get a revelation of that. The Bible says that God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come repentance. The Bible says the only one to heaven, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, His Son. That's the only way to heaven. The Bible teaches that God wants everybody's needs met. He said, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But then the written Word of God gives you the general will of God. But then, as you're a person of faith that spends time fellowshipping with the Lord, having yourself in harmony and tune, he said in Romans 8, 14, for his ministers are led by the Spirit of God. He wants to lead you by his Spirit. Psalms 37, 4 said, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And so as we grow in our faith and begin to fellowship with him, he puts desires in our hearts about where to go to church at. You're not going to find in the Bible that God says go to the First Baptist. You're not going to find the Bible God says to go to High Desert Word Center. You have to find that out in the Spirit. You reach in, you reach into heaven 
and pull out the will of God for your church life by fellowship with him. You're not going to find in the Bible that God says, be a school teacher or work on the railroad or be, be the best employee Walmart's ever had. But as you spend time with the Lord, you're going to see what career, what profession, how much education, etc. God has for you. Then you've got to be able to reach into heaven and pull out what it takes to get to that goal. You've got to find out from God. God's got a perfect will. And God's got a permissible will that you just live in if you want to just barely get along. But as you fine-tune your life, you begin to find out the bullseye where God wants you to work. And sometimes it's not based upon money. It's based upon calling that God needs you there. And then he supplies the money for whatever you need. Amen? Just on and on and on. So anyway, that's the direction we're heading tonight, to be able to look at the Word of God and see how to use your faith to reach into heaven where the answers come from and pull them down here on the earth where we need them today. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want you to look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This might be kind of a meat-eater sermon, but I think this is a meat-eater's night. Amen. Can you handle some meat? Okay, Luke chapter 5, verse 20. And what this story is about, there were some men that had a paralyzed friend. And of course they were praying. If you had a friend that was paralyzed, would you be praying for their healing? Amen. And so you would know that Jesus is the one that's got the healing, right? Okay, so anyway, they were praying for the friend. And they brought him to where, brought him to where Jesus was. And the crowd was so big, they even had to lift the tiling off the roof and come through the roof. To get this man to Jesus. But I want you to notice verse 20 what it says. And when he, Jesus, saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. Well, if Jesus could see their faith, he could see your faith. Jesus sees faith. And so anyway, the point I want to make is this. When you put into action your faith in Jesus to move in your behalf, you'll catch his attention because he can see your faith in him, and he'll answer accordingly. And so in other words, faith is more than just praying. Faith is more than just saying. Faith includes praying. Faith includes saying. But Jesus says he saw their faith. Didn't say he heard their faith. Of course he heard their faith. When you pray, he hears. But then it says he's looking for something. He saw that these men were so serious about getting their friend healed, that they came through every obstacle with their actions. And when Jesus saw how serious they were, then that man received all that God had for him. And so in your life, as you're using your faith in God, in Jesus, you've got to know what the next step is to take besides just praying. Put something into action. Amen? And you don't just do something to try to get God to do something. But as your fellowship with Him, you see what the next step is. And I know in pastoring the church, a lot of things uh, we need to do in the church a lot of times because I'm the spiritual leader. i got to hear from God. And God doesn't put beginners in the ministry. You know, some beginners jump out there and think they're in until they get knocked around a little bit. Then they find out it's time to go back to more school until God sends them. But anyway, uh, as, as you become a, a, a seasoned, mature uh, believer, especially a minister, you don't move till you see the next step. And so the church, as I see things... Then we take steps of faith to lead the church and go different directions, but we don't move till I see. Because I, I'm accountable to God. And so in your life, as the head of your family, in your life, as a believer answered to God, when it comes to serious things in life, you don't just jump out and do something. Just like, well, I heard the pastor did this, so I'll do it. 
Well, you know, pastor got knocked around a few times for he learned not to jump too quick. But what I'm saying is this. As you fellowship with the Lord about your life, he will show you what to do next. And then, because when he showed you things to do, most of the time, it's not easy things to do. Because it wouldn't take faith to do something easy. If God told you to put $10 in the offering and you got $2,000 in your pocket, what kind of faith does that take to put $10 in the offering? But what happens if something special goes on in church and, and pastor said we're taking up pledges or something? And God spoke to your heart and said, I'll pledge to put in $100 by the end of the month. And that looks like an impossibility to you. That would take faith for you to believe God to have $100 by the end of the month to do that. See what I'm saying? And so you always see the next step by the Spirit before you take it. But then when you take it, it says Jesus saw their faith. Now I want you to go over to chapter 18 in the book of Luke. And in chapter 18, we're going to look at verse 8. And the verses preceding this, Jesus was given an example of how to pray in faith and believe God. And anyway, there's a woman praying. And, God, and then Jesus said, verse 8, gets to the end of it. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. That's, that's believers that pray in faith. Now look at this. Here's what I'm getting to. We're talking about how to reach into heaven and pull out what you need. Nevertheless... With the Son of Man cometh. Well, right there tells me Jesus is coming again. It says it all through the New Testament. It says, when he comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? And so up until the day of his return, Jesus always listened to every prayer. He's watching every believer so he can honor their prayers and actions that are said and done in faith. That are said and done in faith. Jesus... He is always looking for faith. He's always looking for it. Says when the Son of Man comes. Said up until the day that Jesus comes and catches us out of here. Says he's going to be looking for faith out here in the lives of believers. Amen. Can you see that? Now look at Hebrews chapter 13. This is kind of some simple things I'm showing you right now. But you need to get a hold of these. Because for the things that we need in life, there may come a day you can't buy them. And, you know, you look at, I'm believing for the absolute best for America, to America to be all that God wants it to be. But there's a lot of nations in the world today that are absolutely failing that used to be great nations. And if you lived in one of those nations today, and you were a believer, and had faith in God's word, and knew how to reach into heaven and pull out what you needed, you could do it. Faith will work in a very prosperous, doing well country. Faith will work. In a godless country that's impoverished, if you're a believer that's learned how to reach into heaven with your faith and pull things out. Amen? And so we have to understand that, that in, in the times we live in, Jesus told us, Isaiah told us, Paul told us, all through the Bible tells us in the last days, there's going to be glory poured out. But at the same time, there's going to be some bad things going on on the earth too. And so I, I like what I used to hear one of my mentors, Dr. Lester Summerall, say, talking about the end times. He said there's going, to be, there's going to be two ways you can live. He said, number one, there's going to be times of tribulation everywhere, hard times. You can choose that way if you want to. There's going to be times of glory and abundance without pouring in God's Spirit. You can choose to live there if you want to. And so no matter what's going on in the world, I've learned some things that I want to share with you tonight, how to reach into heaven and pull out what you need. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, is really a verse that 
everybody in here should be able to quote. But Hebrews 13a says, Jesus Christ is saved yesterday. That would be past tense, wouldn't it? Yesterday's past tense. Today, that would be the time we live in, the right now. And then forever, that would be the future. So it says Jesus is the same past, present, and future. And so Jesus responded to believers, acted on their faith in the Gospels. We can see that. And then in the future, when he comes back, he's looking for faith. And so Jesus is the same yesterday, tomorrow, and today. This is where we live at today. So we need to find out today what it is we can do to have that kind of faith to be able to reach in and pull out healing for ourselves or a loved one. Uh, last year, I reached in and pulled some out. I was glad to. I uh, got to go yesterday for my uh, checkup. My doctor gives me every few months the heart heart guy. All the guy did, I told him, man, I told him, he made me feel good. He just kept looking at me, looking at reports and patting me on the shoulder. He said, you're great, you're great, you're doing good. Oh, you're great, you're great, you're great. Just kept saying over and over and over and over again. Well, when he saw me August 18th of last year, I didn't look great. 99% blockage on chemotherapy for stage 4 blood cancer. I wasn't looking too great, but all the time I was doing what I'm teaching tonight. I was looking into the Word of God, reaching into heaven, pulling out what I needed. And now the doctors say, great, great, great. And so it wasn't because of how great they were, which they were. I'll take nothing away from them in medical science. But I tell you what, without Jesus... They're right in the midst of what was going on. I wouldn't be here today, probably. And so what I'm telling you all is this. What I'm teaching you is not just another night, another nice Wednesday night lesson. just so nice to come in. I want to go in and be blessed. And then when you leave here tomorrow morning, somebody say, well, how was your church service last night? And you say, oh, man, we had a wonderful service. What did your pastor teach on? I can't really remember. Well, if you don't remember lessons like this, then it sure won't work for you. That's why you need to take notes and look in your own Bible. And so anyway, Jesus is always the same. He always sees faith. He's always looking for faith. He's always listening for faith in your prayer life and in your conversation. And so we as believers had better always be learning and living by faith. If you want to please Jesus and receive miracles and have our prayers answered. Now, I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11. Go over a couple couple pages to the left, probably. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And this is another verse that ought to be, you know, a few few weeks ago, I feel kind of bad about it now because I challenge you. I think two people do a healing verse after teaching on it all the time we taught on it. But, uh, you know, I keep saying these verses ought to be, Things you can quote forwards and backwards. I guess it's because I learned the word that way. I had a really serious pastor that taught it serious. And I believe what he said, so I did it. But Hebrews 11.6, I should be able at a church like this to say, how big quote Hebrews 11.6 and have at least a dozen hands go up and quote it to me? Or I should be able to quote the verse without telling where it's at. They say, now, can somebody tell me where that's at? And have at least a dozen people tell me where it's at. And so what I'm saying is this. This is one of the most famous faith verses in the whole New Testament. And if you're a person that wants to learn how to reach into heaven and pull things out of heaven, you should know this verse and where it's at. Anybody take my challenge? Raise your hand if you take the challenge. All right, call on you next week. Not just tease it. 
Nah, you need to take the faith challenge because this is what this one's going to get answers in heaven. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. You notice it didn't say that without tithing, it's impossible to please him. It didn't say without praying, it's impossible to please him. It didn't say without praising, it's impossible to please him. All those things, tithing, praying, praising, is things we do by faith. Because we know he's there. Amen? It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them, that deals to seek him. And so this verse is saying this, the only way you can ever truly please God is to be a person that learns what Bible faith is. To learn what Bible faith is, and then do your best to consistently live that way. Do your best to consistently live by Bible faith. Now the world thinks, now listen, the world thinks, unsaved people think, and many believers think, that faith is just being positive. Well, if I just be positive, and you know the world has a saying, and I, I hope none of you really fall for this, but the world has a saying that whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. I've seen some great people set their mind to get the help of cancer and died quick and died young. And they set their mind to it. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some, 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 some really great business people set their mind to it. They're going to start this new business. This going over. I got my mind set to it. And they went bankrupt in a year's time. So faith is more than just having a positive mental attitude. If you feed on the Word of God, and have your mind renewed to the Word of God, you will have a positive mental attitude. But a positive mental attitude didn't give you faith. Because you got faith in the Word of God, then you got a positive mental attitude because you know what God said, and you believe what God said. Can you see what I'm saying? And so I want to take you beyond, I want to take you beyond having a positive mental attitude to the realm of faith, where you got the kind of faith that says God rewards them. God rewards them. Who walk in faith. God rewards them who diligently seek Him. And then says, Jesus said, He saw their faith. Jesus said, When I come back, will I see faith in the life of Bernie Samples? Well, if He comes back in my lifetime, He'll see it. And if He doesn't come back in my lifetime, to my dying breath, I'll do everything I can to be walking in faith to Jesus. I'm talking about Bible faith, faith in the Word of God. How about you? How about this section over there? Everybody over there? Amen. You want to walk in Bible faith. And so anyway, uh, we have to go beyond just saying, I'm hoping and praying. Oh, I'm just a hoping and praying. Well, 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 well how, how's that love would do it? Well, under the circumstances. Well, how can you keep it under the circumstances? Why don't you begin using some words of faith and pull them out of the circumstances? Jesus said we're more than conquerors, we're overcomers through him. So we're supposed to be over the circumstances, not under the circumstances. And so no matter what goes on in your life, you need to get that phrase out of your vocabulary. Well, considering the circumstances, well, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 about Abraham, says he considered not his own body now dead. Said Abraham was a 100 years old, his wife was 90 years old, and God said, Abraham, I want you and your wife to have a baby for me. And so it says, Abraham then got out of the thinking mode, said he considered not his own body now dead. 
So what did he consider? He considered the word he got from God. God said, you and Abraham, you and Sarah are going to have a baby and said, your seed's going to be blessed and all the nations of the world are going to be blessed through your seed. And so Abraham shifted from seeing what he could see as shifted to seeing God from heaven, what God said he could have. Amen. And so you need to be able to shift your thinking around to what we're looking at tonight, to what God's word says. And I'm going to show you how to elevate that word above the circumstances. Amen, amen. And so anyway, we're going to talk about Bible faith. And so look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. You can go to Webster's if you want to and get their definitions. Or go to some American Heritage Dictionary and get their definitions. But when God's the one that told me that the only way to please Him is with faith, then I want to go to God and learn out what faith He's talking about. Amen. I don't want to just have faith in people. Or faith in a bank. Or faith in a doctor. I want to have faith in God. And what God said, how about you? Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, tonight we're going to have a checkup from the neck up. Amen. And we're going to change. Okay, so Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. Well, see, that's like giving you a definition. Now, here's what faith is. Now, the King James says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So that tells me right there. The first thing you've got to have before you can have faith, you've got to have hope. It's impossible to get faith until you get hope. Preaching gives you hope. Teaching, like I'm doing tonight, will show you how to turn hope into faith and then bring in the reality what your hope showed you could have. You know, older people will understand I'm getting ready to say now, younger people won't have a clue. And so when you get home, ask Grandpa and Grandma what I'm talking about. We used to have these things called cameras. And we used to have to go down to the store and buy a roll of film, a little round thing. And we had to put it in the camera. If the camera didn't have the little round thing called film in it, then all you had is an empty piece of metal. You just click, click, click all day long and nothing would happen. And so we put this film in the camera. And then we took pictures like you take with your smartphones today. It went onto this film but you didn't have a picture. We have what was called a negative. And then for the negative to turn into a picture, we say the negative had to be turned into a positive. Well, we had to take it down to the drugstore because they didn't have the Walmart stores back then. Anybody remember before Walmart or Kmart, remember before those people around? Went to the drugstore. And so you went to the drugstore and you turned it into them. And so they took that negative into a place called a dark room. How can you work in a dark room? I don't really know. I never was in one. But anyway, they went in the dark room with this ultraviolet light and they used chemicals and all of a sudden the image of your beautiful wedding starts coming into existence. You see it. Or the image of that great family get-together you had, the family reunion, all the pictures of grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, all the kids playing, all those things. All of a sudden those pictures come off of that negative to where they come to reality where you actually see the pictures and show them now. Well, that's what hope is. Hope is that negative on the inside of you. It needs to get developed. On the inside of you, you're sitting at a service tonight like this, and you hear somebody testifying. God healed me of cancer. God healed me of heart things. God put my marriage back together. God gave me a wife. The doctor said we couldn't have a baby. Well, we're going to have a baby. Because you get that image on the inside of you through hope, and so you begin to hope. Wow. If God healed them... I think he'd heal me too. 
if God gave them a baby, then God would give me a baby. Well, if God gave her that job, then God can give me a job. Well, that's just hope. That's just needs to be developed to turn into faith. You see what I'm saying? And so hope, hope begins to get the image on the inside because to your hope, and how are you ever going to pray in faith? If you if you don't at least have hope, then all you're going to be praying is, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you never liked me anyway. That's okay. Forget it. And that's how too many people are because they have a very bad, poor self-image because they're coming to God based upon their good deeds or how wonderful a Christian they think they are, et cetera, et cetera. But when you, when you begin to learn that your faith in God is because of what Jesus did for you, then you come up from being having the worm, I call it worm mentality. You feel like a lower than a worm. You begin to come up recognizing, well, <laughs> I, I may have been a worm before, but I'm born again now. I'm a child of God. And so he will answer my prayers because of Jesus. And so then you hear a testimony of something God did for somebody. You got hope sparked on the inside of you. Amen. And so then he says right here now that hope is the faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so the things not seen is talking about in the spiritual realm. There's things you can't see yet. And I want to read you out of two other translations. My favorite. Translations of this verse right here. The Moffat's translation says, faith. Now listen, this is God's definition of faith. And remember, Jesus saw their faith. Jesus is looking for faith when he comes back. Here's what he's looking for. Moffat's translation says, faith is being confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. Confident of what we hope for. Convinced of what we do not see. And, you know, I, I hear the expression sometimes, I've always heard some bit of Christian, which is really good. The best way to say that is this what faith is. I know that I know that I know that I know. I know that I know that I know that I know. Well, how are you going to get that job? I know that I know that I know that I know. Well, you know what? You spend enough time with the Lord and His Word, you become confident and convinced that God's for you. You become confident and convinced you have favor. You become confident and convinced... That God's rebuking the devourer for you. You become confident and convinced that the windows have it opened on your life. You become confident and convinced you're being led by the Spirit of God. And that's what you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. That's Bible faith. The Amplified Bible says it this way. Faith is perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith is perceiving as real fact. What is not revealed to the senses. I'll tell you what's a fact to me. I've never seen it yet. But I know there's a book in heaven. Called the Lamb's Book of Life. I know that on January 29th, 1980. My name was written in that book. Well, how do you know? I know that I know that I know that I know. My Bible tells me so. There's a book. My name's in it. I'm confident and convinced. Now, when I go into eternity, God's going to open that book. He's going to see my name. He's not going to have some St. Peter at the gate with some kind of little wings flying around or, you know, some goofy little girl angel up there, you know, just... He's going to open the book of life and say, you come into heaven not because of the good deeds you did. You come into heaven because you received Jesus. And by the way, thank you for working for me while you were on earth. Amen. And get there because I worked for him. Got there because of Jesus. So that's perceiving as real fact what is not revealed 
to my senses. I'm confident and convinced. I've got a place in heaven to live called the Samples Mansion. Why am I confident and convinced? I sought the Word of God and I see up the eyes of my spirit. I know it's there because Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. I'd go prepare a place for you. And I said, if I, if I go, He said that you'll go with me. And so I know that place is there. I know, I know that in the heaven I'm going to, there's a river called the river of life flowing right down the center of it. I know there's a river there. I've never seen it yet with these eyes, but I'm confident convinced that I perceive as real fact what's not been revealed to my senses is there. I'm confident convinced I don't need Caltran in heaven. Why is that? The streets are made out of gold. They're not paved with gold. It says they're made out of gold. In heaven, the streets are gold. I'm confident convinced of that. I have no doubt of that. I know that I know that I know that I know. And those same verses tell me that by Jesus' stripes you were healed. I saw that before doctors saw that. And before the oncologist last year ever saw any kind of healing in my blood, I kept on saying, they're going to look in there, they're going to say, all I've seen is 1 Peter 2.24. All I've seen is 1 Peter 2.24. Now that was one of our Bible verses that I really, really, really taught heavy for about a month. And I know that everybody here can quote 1 Peter 2.24 right now, so I won't even ask you. But it ends up saying, by Jesus' stripes you were healed. And finally, my doctor looked in there and said, healed, healed, healed. Well, I perceived as real fact a long time before she saw it in this natural realm. I saw it. And because I saw it, I got it. And so, what you seize is what you seize. In other words, you seize it, you grab it, you seize it. You know, you ever heard somebody, they seized them? Well, you seized it in the Word, and then you seize it in the natural. Play on words. But that's how, that's how this works. You see it, and then you see it. Amen. And so competent convinced that what God said is more real than what circumstances are telling you. And so he tells us that's what faith is, competent convinced. But how do you get that kind of faith? Go to Romans ten seventeen, and hold your place in Hebrews because we will be coming back to it. Romans ten seventeen, And when we see things like this, I can just say that in my life for 39 years, I've proven this works. Not only in my life, but everybody I know that's ever applied it. Romans ten seventeen, And I'm, I'm going to mess with you because I like to do that. Because if there's religious thinking, you need to get it off your head. You need to have your mind, uh, we looked at it last week, Romans 12, to not conform to this world, but transformed by the anointing of God's Word to think like God's thinks. And so first of all, I'm going to tell you what religious translations say about this. So then, then faith cometh by praying. No, that's not what it says. Praying is the absolute right thing to do. So then faith cometh by worshiping. Worship's the right thing to do. Faith cometh by testimonies. Testimonies are the right thing to do. But there's only one way to become confident and convinced of what God said. Faith cometh by what? Hearing what? The Word of God. And so, Jesus, let's, let's put it this way. If faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and Jesus said in Luke 18, 20, when He comes back, we find faith on earth. So another way we can say that's this. 
But Jesus cometh what he finds with believers here in the Word of God. If faith comes by hearing the Word of God, he's looking for faith. We find believers studying their Bibles. That's the only way a believer is going to get faith. Let me tell you something else, too. You're not going to get answers to your problems on Google. You know, I've heard of believers going on Google to ask Bible questions. You know, there's absolutely a lot of anti-God people that put those answers on Google. What is a godless person going to tell you about how to get faith? What if you went on Google and asked had some unbeliever that hates Christians, you asked them this, uh, my pastor says I should tithe to my church. Google, what do you say? Google would say, your pastor's lying to you. He wants your money. Save your money and go have a good time with life. Marijuana's legal. Spend your money on marijuana. Or there's a lot of good politicians that hate the Bible and hate Christians. Donate to them. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get faith on Google. You're only going to get faith from one place by hearing the Word of God. And so, uh, Hebrews 11, 1, talk about what faith is. Can we, we, we also say faith is hearing the Word of God? Cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God? And Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith it's impossible to please Him. So another way we can say that then, without hearing the Word of God, it's impossible to please Him. If faith comes by hearing, couldn't we say that? That's impossible to please God without consistently hearing the Word of God. Hearing the Word of God in a church service. Hearing the Word of God on your podcast, or, you know, we don't say CDs or tape players or anything like that anymore because we don't do much of that. But hearing the Word of God in your notes, going home at nighttime. And, you know, what would be a really smart thing to do if you hear something like this night and something jumps off at you tomorrow morning when you get up, instead of jumping on Facebook, see how many likes you got, or jumping on Facebook and see what your friends are doing, just say, I'm going to fast Facebook this morning. I'm going to look at the notes from Wednesday night's service because those verses really spoke to me. And my pastor said, all believers should know Romans 10, 17. So I'm going to learn that verse. My pastor said that all believers should know Hebrews 11, 6. I'm going to learn that verse. And I remember something about a month ago. He taught on 1 Peter 2:24 every Wednesday night. And he mentioned tonight, and I'm embarrassed to say, I don't even know what that is. It would be a really smart thing to get up before you ever turn the phone on and start looking at some verses that you've heard. You know why? Jesus is looking for faith. Amen. Now, here's where I'm coming to. And I started to start here first. But, Heather, we're going to pull this up the Amplified Bible. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3. And in your King James, it says, as you've probably seen this a lot of time, through faith we understand, now look at this, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen are not made out of things which does, doesn't yet appear. And so Hebrews 11.3 Amplified, this is what I want you to get a hold of. Everything I build up comes to this verse in the Amplified Bible. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages, now listen to this, were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God. So what we see was not made out of things which are visible. I want to read that again. I don't want to talk about your world. 
You need to frame your world and fashion it and put in order and equip your life for God's intended purpose by speaking God's word over every area of your life and then pulling that out for your life. Framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped. Your life needs to be framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for God's purpose for your life. I want to say that again. For God's purpose for your life. I can tell you one thing that His purpose is not for your life. He didn't call you to be the pastor of High Desert Word Center because He's got one. And I'm going to live a long time and finish my call. But He may have called you to pastor somewhere else. He may have called you to go to Bible school here when we start back up again in the fall probably. He may have called you to be a school teacher. He may have called you to be whatever He called you to be. But you need to frame, fashion, put in order and equip yourself for what God has for your purpose in life with his word. Can you see that? And then notice that he said, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. That's what I said. We reach into the realm of the spirit with our faith by speaking God's word. And we pull out, I did, a very spiritual very beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, knockout for me, wife, a long time ago. I saw her before I met her. I pulled her out of the realm of the Spirit. Now, she's in a flesh and blood body, but I reached into heaven. And what I did, what I started knowing back in 1981, that God wanted me to have a wife, I began to research in the Bible all the verses I could see about wife. And when I saw that God said, it's not good for man to be alone, I said, wow, you're right about that. It's not good. I used to like being alone, but I don't like being alone anymore. So I put that on my refrigerator. When God said, I'll make a help beat for the man. I thought, wow, Lord, I think you're making the help beat for me. And then I saw in Proverbs 22, or Proverbs 18:22, it said, a wife is a good thing. And man's got a wife favor of the Lord. I put that on my refrigerator. I looked at it every morning. I said, Lord, I see her. I thank you for my good thing. Oh, I thank you for favor. Lord, I received my good thing. And I started putting those Bible verses on. And what was I doing? I was framing, fashioning, putting in order, and equipping for its intended purpose to help meet God had for me. We have been married since 1982. And she's been by my side this entire time. She was called in by faith, I reached into heaven and God prepared her for me and sent her to me and I pulled her in by faith. Your job, your job, if you need a job, you can frame, fashion, put it in order and equip for its intended purpose the job that God has for you. You reach into heaven. Answers come from God. God is the Spirit. And so by our Spirit with our words, in line with His Word, we got to reach in and pull them out. You know, it's time to quit whining and crying about what you don't have. It's time to get rid of the pound me too stuff. It's time to get rid of 1-800-CRY. Petition. Write letters. It's time to open your Bible. It's time to do what I did. If you need healing, if you need a sound marriage... If you need children to come back from the other side and get back into the family of God, you need to start putting verses on your wall. You need to put verses on cards in your 
purse, in your pocket. You need to put verses on your mirror where you brush your teeth. You need to put verses, whatever it is in your house that you look at the most. If you've got a mirror you like to look in front of, put a verse up there that you believe in God for. If you like to go to the refrigerator, put a verse on there. In other words, what I'm saying is this. What are you doing? You're framing. You're fastening. You're putting in order and you're equipping yourself for God's intended purpose. That's how you reach into heaven, Paul, what God has for you. And so, after you get Romans ten seventeen faith that cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, then start putting those verses out there and start thanking God for them every day. Every day, every day, every day. And if you don't know what the word of God is yet, you need to start them by putting this verse up there. James chapter 1, verse 5 says that if any man, any woman, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. It gives all men liberty to upbraid it not. And that wisdom of God there means the plan of God. If you don't know God's plan for your job life, if you don't know job, God's plan for your getting married life, if you don't know God's plan for any area of life, he says in James 1, verse 5, and if I needed, and I use that verse all the time, but if I needed wisdom for something I was facing in life, like some of you are right now, I would frame, fashion, equip, and put in order for its intended purpose the Word of God for the wisdom of God for my life. Anyway, that's, that's how this works. You reach into heaven. Wisdom comes from God. Plan for your life comes from God. You're not going to get it by playing video games. You're not going to get it by playing social media. You're not going to get it by sitting watching goofy shows all day long. But if you do what I said, Jesus said, when he comes back, will he find faith? Amen. As for me in my house, he'll find faith. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.